Uh, well, hello everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie III. I'm Jack Allison. And today we're just going to do, you know, a little bit of catch up on some cultural things that have been, mm-hmm. you know, out in the ether, in the milieu, um, <laughs> in, in the world that we haven't had a chance, you know, to really, uh, nail down. Recently. You know, we only do three shows a week. We, you know, we, there's not so much, there's not everything we can get into on this show. Yeah. But, uh, these are things that we have touched on before, though. Um, uh, in fact, I think longtime listeners will have already been prepared, um, for some of these takes as they were coming out. And they're not, you know, stuck flailing like so many people have been online for <laughs> discovering like whether propaganda is good or bad I or know. tv shows you like okay how which blackface is acceptable if you've been listening <laughs> to struggle session you already have all the answers you already yeah. know what to say at the water cooler when your boss <laughs> asks you about what they what you think of jimmy fallon's blackface we've already got that covered for you but if right. you're new to the show or, you know, or you just enjoy hearing us, you know, be right about things that we've been <laughs> right about for years. Uh, sit back and enjoy. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a greatest hit show, I guess. Yeah. It's the greatest, <laughs> greatest hit to it of takes, uh, show. So first thing, and this is one of the earliest things we talk about and that people, you know, all of a sudden, once, you know, they saw maybe their 30th or 40th, uh, black man being shot and killed unarmed mm-hmm. by police they figured like they, on live feed on, yeah, on, like on live feed yeah on, like when they turned to a and e to live pd <laughs> and saw you know them kill yet another uh black man on tv they were like you know what maybe there's a problem mm-hmm. with all the cop shows on tv mm-hmm. maybe some of them are copaganda mm-hmm. that's been wow. the new word We've heard we've heard all about it, copaganda. Now you know, some of us, you know, have have talked about copaganda for a little while now. Some of us caught caught great uh, uh, anger and, yes. and great controversy over you know talking about copaganda very recently. Yes, even uh, but, and not just from people who like cops, loved cops, no. but from people who say that. Uh, now, of course, you know, after around, you know, June 5th are now saying that all cops are bastards. Now they're looking around and realizing that, oh, I spent, oh, you know, shit, Andy Peralta, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, well, maybe not so much him. Maybe not so much him, because I, I feel like there's been a split. And the reason and the reason this discussion, you know, we have to talk about this discussion is because not everybody understand is all on board with what copaganda is. Is and is not, and which shows are copaganda or not, and we'll we'll, we'll break it down right quick uh, mm-hmm. for you here. Um, first, ex- but the first you know clear example that people were going after was Brooklyn Nine Nine. Now, yeah. full disclosure, the we have to say. Every single person on the writing staff of Brooklyn Nine Nine is an angel and a sweetheart. And oh, we love them. Per- they're love they're them. just the greatest yeah. human beings to yeah. ever walk yeah. the earth. Except we, for that, except for that Van Robe show. Yeah, yeah, he's a piece of shit. You. He's a Van Robe show is a fucked up guy, but the rest of them are pretty good. Yeah, all the all, everybody who puts together that show, the you know, the gaffers, them. the lights, yeah. the, they're yeah. all wonderful people. Making a show the- is very, very hard work, and you know, some people will tell you it's hard to make a show, and you should always be nice to shows. And so, I'm right now saying I'm nice to this show. Nice to Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> 
even saying that, um, as people did discover, and, and you know, most people were okay with saying this, the show is propaganda. It's a yeah. comedy show about a you know somewhat bumbling but well-meaning cops yeah. in like a very and I. I've never been able to really get in the show. I just don't think it's funny. I really do think like there are like, like the cast is very uh, talented. I love Chelsea Peretti. It's got yeah. Andre Brower and it, like t- tons of talented people. In. I like Terry Crews, you mm-hmm. know, a lot too, but I've never really gotten in the show. Not because of the cop thing. I just always felt like the same reason I don't like any sitcom and this gets into the propaganda and this does get mixed with the propaganda thing is that it's a show about like all these terrible people who are nevertheless we're told now objectively they're terrible people but nevertheless they all like have a moment at the end i think they call it the eat shit moment where they all (laughs) say like oh actually uh, even though like i was stalking you and lying to you this whole episode i was doing it for a good reason so we're still Mm, friends right and it never really pushes the boundaries past that in comparison to something like reno 911 which Mm. is a cop show about how these cops are the worst dumbest (laughs) most awful people on the planet there is a difference between reno and brooklyn 99 which is that reno is like they are actually incompetent and very stupid people like brooklyn 99 has that network sitcom thing of like oh ultimately we are all supposed to like these people i've never really liked the brooklyn 99 show either i do think the cast is very talented as well uh i just feel like that that show has from the very big like from the from episode one they had like season three sitcom characters like the characters are like too goofy from like the top (laughs) yeah Uh, you gotta let them like that's like you have to let characters homer simpsonify over seasons and get like a couple good seasons in where you have like grounded characters (laughs) or whatever um but, you know, I read the shit about Brooklyn Nine-Nine and people like we're talking about like they do episodes where they like plant evidence on people and detain like, <laughs> them too long. And I'm like, that like does suck. <laughs> like, yeah. I do think that sounds bad to me. Like, I don't yeah. know. What to say. <laughs> and, and, you know, compare it in Reno 91. They do Reno 911. They do. The but same they're terrible thing. and yeah, they're stupid. Terrible. And yeah. like also like they it like they fail because of it or whatever. You know what I mean? It's not like virtuous. Uh, Also Reno, like the people that are arresting really aren't like also bad. It's like just other improvisers. Like it's like drunk people and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a very like fine line between, you know, what can be like a really, you know, biting satire. Now I'm not saying that Reno 911 is like a pro abolitionist no. cop show or no. anything like that. It's but an it, easier watch though. Yeah, it's a, it's an easier watch in comparison and, and just the tone of Brooklyn Nine. It always felt very strange to me. But a lot of people, you know, did enjoy the show. There was a save the show, you know, yeah. movement when they got canceled initially. Mm, I don't but, know. I'm a little bit like was there a save the show movement? Or do you like I don't know. Like the NBC was gonna pick up that show. NBC was the studio doing that show. Like and then NBC the network picks it up. I'm like, well, I don't know. Like if there was not a save the show movement, I still think the network that, <laughs> you know, it is the studio would have picked it up. But whatever. Either way. I think there might have been a public relations event more than there was a save the show movement, an advertising campaign that occurred. 
And by the way, again, I love all the people that work on the show. Yes. <laughs> Which Andy is in the show? I I can never Andy remember. Samberg. And Samberg. He's the I can never remember him. I I think he's a funny I think guy. he's pretty funny. I think he's a funny guy. I I wish honestly I would look watch I watch Brooklyn Nine Nine and I'm like, I wish this show didn't exist so all these people could be in funnier shows. <laughs> like <laughs> this show has been like holding all these people back. Brooklyn Nine Nine. A lot of people were got on board and weren't really pushing back on the idea that Brooklyn Nine-Nine is propaganda, people were saying, oh, we should cancel this show. Uh, my idea was that you just start the new season and none of them are cops and their jobs have changed <laughs> right, with right. no explanation. Like, I, I, my, my pitch at the time was that they all work at a sperm bank now that, now, <laughs> now, that, that has bought out the NYPD yeah. because the NYPD has been dismantled between seasons. But I, you could, I think you have to go all the way, and I think that they should be an Antifa team. Uh, <laughs> they should have left the police, and now they're Antifa in the new season uh, uh, of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, the, the 99th division of uh, Brooklyn DSA Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing that kind of struck me about it was, like, people were just focused on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I right. think the reason was, like, it's a network show. It's not yeah. a cool show. The only people who seem to watch it are, like, a few obsessives. I mean, obviously it's a popular show, but the only, like, the fandom seemed to be, like, very, very normy, right? Yeah. And, o- and older people who just, you know, want to chuckle in the evening <clears throat> or kids who love Andy Sandberg and, and post embarrassing stuff on Tumblr. It was not a show that would hurt anybody if it just went away, right? No, none of the online people who were agitating for it would be hurt if the show was canceled. Like, so it was a very easy to say, oh yeah, just easy. cancel, cancel that cop show. Uh, that's Copacanda. I don't give a shit yeah. about that. And in, then it kind of moved on to Law and Order as well, which we talked about on the show. Yeah. Now it's very easy to cancel Law and Order and CSI and Criminal Minds. Because that's all the stuff that your mom watches that you hate, <laughs> right? Like it, it's very yeah. easy to say yeah. all of that. Those shows are propaganda, which they are, which they absolutely one hundred percent are. Um, we we've talked about we did a Law and Order episode that was one of our earliest episodes. Yeah, we talked about and you know, uh, there there's been interviews with Dick Wolf that have come out where he talks about how he was able to shift, you know. Uh, TV from being, you know, district, uh, defense attorney focused, you know, all, all, mm-hmm. a lot of the classic, uh, lawyer shows were focused, Matlock. Right, right. <laughs> you know, falsely Perry, accused Perry people. Mason. Yeah, it was all like fault people that the cops falsely accused that the, uh, defense, that the noble defense attorney was getting off. With law and order, you have like, uh, the heroes are the cops and the prosecutors working right. together, often breaking the law in order to put away, <laughs> right. Uh, these sickos and creeps is is very it's a very funny sci-fi as i say world that law and order constructs where the most noble noble person in the world is a district attorney uh jack mccoy you know the uh, DA, the e- ada and then uh da is the most noble man that's ever existed on tv <laughs> <laughs> and but he's a prosecutor and as we all know prosecutors are fucking pieces of shit in real right. in real life but they shipped out come but dick wolf was able to change that and now yeah. all these shows became pop focused and i'll be honest with you 
They're better. They're better. <laughs> the, show, the cop shows. I'm sorry. They're the the, the prosecutor shows, or they're better than the defense attorney shows because like you get the cops and then the shootouts. The and, it it and works the action, better as it works better as like a story structure. It is actually true that yeah. it does. It's not worth. It's not worth you know denying that that uh, copaganda works better as a story structure. Yeah, as, as long as you understand that this is not the real world, this is the alternate sci-fi universe. But people, you know, were basically okay with saying, "Okay, let's move the propaganda uh, conversation onto these procedurals that only right. like people over forty-five watch." Right? Like CBS the- viewers, CBS viewers, which you know, none of us, nobody watches CBS. Come on. But then you know, some. I hate to say the word, but some. Some contrarians, some oh, troublemakers. Can you bleep that in the edit? Decided to mention some prestige TV shows Uh-oh. that feature cops. They're oh, about no, no. cops no, solving no, no, crimes no, 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 and saving the world. In fact, <laughs> uh, so th- th- I mean, is there cop shows full of cops? They were both written in part by cops. Uh huh. People seem to ign- ign- uh, forget that. And they were on HBO. Yeah. And that's The Wire uh-huh. and Watchmen. Yes. And people did not want to have that discussion about whether <laughs> The Wire and Watchmen were propaganda. It, it, it's just it's so infuriating because people were, you know, using, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, black people dying in the streets, black people fighting for our rights. If the only thing you can do is, you know, you know, make a post criticizing, you know, the promotion of cops on TV. That's fine. Thank you for your allyship. But when your allyship is so weak that you only like cancel, uh, your mom shows, your mom shows, then like (laughs) that's a pro that, that kind of bothers me you know i feel a certain kind of way about that like how much you have to cancel all your cop shows or at least like and we're engaged with the ideas and we're not saying you know you can't watch there you have to cancel it but you need to address and this is the struggle session model you need to address the reactionary elements of the stuff you watch and talk watch and talk about them honestly that's all you have to do you don't have to stop watching it you don't have to stop enjoying it but you do have to talk about it honestly now the wire one that that was a big one because the writer of the wire <laughs> helpfully uh, chimed in to explain to anyone who wanted to tweet him that the show is one hundred percent, in fact, a propaganda show. And Leslie, isn't it so funny how far we've come that like you might be having this arguments these arguments on like the newsarama forums or something like that and now like because twitter exists you can just like tag in the writer of the show and he'll just like tell you like no uh it's not anti-cop yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just now like it wasn't that way before like if i was on like you know game facts you can't like tag in you know uh uh david chase you know david simon um who for people who don't know he's he was the creator of the wire also, homicide, life on the street. Homicide is like really a straight up law and order, like procedural. It's not like, you know, this big yeah. oh, institution condemning thing that the wire is, you know, considered to be like, it is just like a by the book, you know, police drama, a very good one, a very re- well written one with some great actors and great characters. Yeah. But it is just like, uh, him. And that's the one that's directly comes from, uh, David Simon's work 
where he was a crime right. reporter, a police reporter embedded with the homicide unit <laughs> in Baltimore, one of the most notoriously like evil Right. breaking violating police departments that has ever existed. He was embedded with them and he has built his entire career out of lionizing the cops he worked with. These are real people. You can look up their records. Um, people were not very nice enough to send me more information about this when I you know, tried to have a brief, when I had a brief conversation with David Simon, showing me like the fact that some of the cops who he based his characters on and were like disgraced because, oh my God, they were, they were shooting people and then dropping weapons. They were lying, you know, on the stand. They were lying God. about evidence. Like there's people, st- innocent people still sitting in jail based Jesus. on the cops that David Simon has portrayed in Homicide and The Wire. Like that's just first like getting to the real world, you know, issue of it before we even get into what the show is about like that in the real world, the the real character, the real guys, the real cops that, you know, David Simon built his entire career on are like awful, awful pieces of shit who people are stuff. Black people, real black people are suffering from uh, this day. Like Tom Pellegrini is one of them. Uh, One of those. uh, And this is a quote about him. Baltimore police coerced children to lie, uh, sending an innocent man to prison for decades, according to wow. a, a lawsuit. Like this is, this, wow, this is real shit uh, yeah. from your little real uh, life uh, TV fantasy. Right. Like the, the subtitle of the homicide show is "Homicide Life on the Street." Like again, right. they were trying to. Well, I, so I might have been unfair to homicide. It was supposed to be like the gritty and realistic version. Right. Well, that's David way. Simon's thing. Is I think he's like trying to portray a real look at the streets. But I, yes, I do think he like writes hero cops, and he has a sort of like you know cops are trying to do the noble right thing kind of story structure to his shows. You know if. If he shows institutional problems, I think it's just because like he's good at telling a story and these are like real this is a you know real element uh uh of what happens with police departments no i i want to say like i really like the wire i like thomas too, too. But I, I really like the wire I enjoyed the wire i think as see where the people the defenders come from because it does it does criticize the institutions it it, it, it criticizes the higher if you're comparing ups. it to law and order yes you're like yeah. yes it's like like leagues and leagues heading and shoulders above law and order but it too it's not like perfect. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> and I don't want to put people off of watching the show. We never do that on the Strike. That's a great Fish. show. That's yeah, a we, great show. We never say that, oh, because this, you know, thing is propaganda, it has reactionary elements. We live in a reactionary society. Anything we make is gonna have this. The fuck like, I, I I don't wanna like not watch almost all movies yeah you know what I mean? like so many movies are based on like hero cops and shit like that like you just have to watch it and be like that sucks but well what are you gonna do it's a cartoon world yeah yeah it's a cartoon world don't take it into the real world don't believe that it's based on reality and that's the danger of something like the wire because a lot of people like because it's based on real life right. real people uh people think that you know even like the subtle propaganda that you feel when watching the wire which i'll I'll get into a minute you are more likely i think to absorb that on a certain level because the show is is supposed to be gritty and realistic and grounded and i i want to give props to the wire because one of the things i love about the show is it does portray you know street kids and drug dealers in a in a much more 
nuanced and all in a whole positive light than other yeah. shows like like human it. human more than yeah yeah they portray him as human sometimes superhuman actually but that's a pro- that's kind of a problem too that's kind of a problem in and of itself but i'm gonna give him a pass on that i'm gonna give him a pass on like marlo being like a superhuman like type evil i'll, I'll give him a pa- i'll give him a pass on that it's, it's, it's fine like it's good tv it's anyway. good tv it's good tv uh but you know it uh, and even that has a certain nobility to it, right? That yeah. isn't usually afforded like a, a, a dealer on the early season of Law and Order, which, right. uh, you know, and, and it's funny because Law and Order initially started with like, a, had a lot more cases that dealt with like what we would call like street crime, right? Right, right now it's, uh, you know, it eventually they realized that if we, focus on street crime we have to do a racial episode like a bunch of times a season right right and instead of just like once or twice and that became a real problem for them so they moved into this kind of again sci-fi realm where like all crime is like this convoluted it's kind of this convoluted thing mostly committed by like middle class white men right like, yeah. like, like which is not real which is not just is not how crime works it's not reality you know not the, certainly the crime that gets investigated yeah yeah certainly not the crime that gets investigated but yeah, that is, that's a fair point that's not the crime that they're they're, they're working on uh the middle class white like law and order white collar that's not that's not a tv show like it, it, and so what they what you know david uh simon did was like all right if we're going to be real we it's going to be cops, you know, busting the heads of black kids. Like that's that's yeah. what it's going to be. But yeah. what I'll do is I'll invest a certain level of humanity into you know these black kids on the corner and show their lives. And I like that, and, it, and it's a good show. But and, and it's also good as a bridge from those sort of yes. like network TV shows, and it like allowed you know it sort of. I can also understand why people want to think it's the perfect show because it probably helped them to understand these yeah, things it, better. But it is not like perfect. It just helped you to like better. It just moved your brain from law and order mode yeah. to like slightly more to the real world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Slightly more realistic. Um, <laughs> but the but the problem is that but that is where it kind of gets more dangerous, right? When you think something. Right. Is good. It's real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you think something is real life, when you think something is better and, you know, for lack of a better term, woke, then they can get whatever bullshit in on you and you don't even really yeah. think about it. Now, I, I don't want to, you know, say that all the Wire fans buy into the propaganda, but a lot of them aren't really willing to admit that it's part of the show if you actually pay attention to the narrative of the show what you find is that like it's still a good cop narrative the good cops are treated like shit by their upper you know their bosses and by the city and they're not given the resources they need to focus on you know the real bad guys and the real crime and that that's something david simon says in his real life he wants you know he wants murder police as he say he wants cops yeah he still wants cops around but he wants them focusing on the big crimes the real crimes, and not focusing on like dime bag deals which is a fair and a good thing but at the end of the day like it's still not abolition it's not abolition it's still operating under some under the assumption that we need police and 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 even more so it's like because he's only focusing on that issue of like we're only gonna we're only talking about rape and murder and and it can 
trick you into thinking that like cops are good right. at like dealing with that, right? Well, well, what about if cops only did the law and order stuff? What if they only did? The, <laughs> you know, what if they only did special victims unit? Yes. How about that? Yeah, only special victims unit. Yeah, <laughs> and bec- and like and and appar- and if you really watch the show, you will come away with thinking like you know, there's a lot of good cops who are held back who are just too yeah. smart for the system uh yeah. and they get held back and you know if we were let these you know good cops gave them the resources yeah. they needed gave them the wiretaps that they needed gave come them, on <laughs> you know the, enough enough with any of the good cops honestly it just is bad like I, like that's a, these are reformist shows like that's what the comic yeah. is in these shows is that they are like reformist at heart you know what yeah. i mean like you know like we are gonna very soon talk about Watchmen, but Watchmen is another reformist show. Like these are shows that do believe that if you hire more good cops and you give them like sensitivity training, <laughs> then like maybe we could have a good police force. Yeah, some of the th- like because some of the things that happen in the wire when you take them outside because it is a soap opera, so a lot of the wild shit happens. But when you take out like the Prez storyline, right? So Prez is this, you know, kind of like like book smart but not street smart guy and kind of a doofus kind of like a hipster doofus guy who becomes a cop and he's like not very good at it just because he he's just not built for it that's that's one part of prop cop the propaganda of the wire is that the problem with prez is that he's not good enough for, to be a cop right like as opposed to like thinking that like there is no there is no lower bar <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? cop. this idea that there's a low bar uh is just propaganda to begin with yeah yeah like no no he's perfectly good enough uh that's also like you can see how that's a cop like version of the story yeah like this guy like he left well he washed out like he couldn't like you know keep up with the rest of us you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly like he he, he wasn't he didn't have to the stuff you know to work the streets of baltimore right. you know he he wasn't good enough <laughs> and he he does it's like probably maybe somebody just left because they're like these guys are like racist thugs <laughs> this shit <laughs> well the, well the thing was that prez himself even though he's portrayed and he, he's a great character it's a great it makes for great tv it's a great story yes. the press storyline is a good storyline but the storyline is that uh, basically on his first day in the new unit, he blinds a black kid for like talking back to him. Like he beats him with he, he pistol whips him, blinds him. Um, and then and we're supposed to think and we're supposed to like he feels so sorry and sad about it. Like yeah. like we spend a lot of time. Well, that's a cop's pain. We're supposed yeah. to see a cop's pain. How painful for him. How painful for him that he did this to this black kid who was talking back to him. The, I think yeah. the kid, the black. If only that kid hadn't talked back, this cop wouldn't be going through this pain. Maybe that. Maybe that's a little unfair to the show, but the, it, yeah, but it because I mean, we got passionate Wire fans, Jack. We have to be. Careful. I love. I am a passionate Wire <laughs> fan myself. Although it's not as good as Sopranos. Yeah, or or uh, the Shield. I have to say, but. Um, it, you know, he, he blinds a kid, you know, that, that just shows that he's not good. And that is another thing that's supposed to show that, like, he's not good enough or tough enough to be a cop. The, the last thing that happens with him when he finally leaves the department after blinds black kid is he accidentally, he, he shoots and kills a undercover black officer. <laughs> and then in order to kind of, you know, save his skin, 
all the black cops in the unit testify that he's not actually a racist. He's just made a mistake. And we're, and we're supposed to think that Prez is not racist. He, yes, he killed an, uh, a black man, but it was like dark and it was at night and it was in the alleyway. And you know, you know, it was just a mistake that happened. It was, it was a bad shooting, but it's not, but what he's not a bad cop and he's not a bad person. And I'm, I'm using that word bad shooting, but not bad cop because that's a quote from david simon talking about an actual real wow. life cop who shot wow. and killed an unarmed black kid in that in the alley in baltimore that he profiles in his book wow so, okay so that is just you know like basically like what you know what happened in real life yes yeah but it was actually worse in real life and he still used those terms and he go he so he leaves he voluntarily leaves the force even though he he, he could have continued because all his you know black his black friends have testified that he's not racist right and he this he becomes the wokest public school teacher that has ever existed on a tv program he is immediately so sensitive to the needs of these little black youths that he has been brutalizing or would have been brutalizing if they let him out the office more uh, all right. these years and he's just like he, he he's giving them money he's right giving them rise home he's wor- wondering about their family life he just becomes like the best you know most sensitive most caring teacher to these black kids and the end of this storyline is that in spite of all his noble white ally efforts he's not able to save you know one of his students uh from the streets and he's just so wow. broken up about it that's a bummer that's a cop that's copaganda yeah. well and also this that's is copaganda like, folks this is copaganda this is even like you know i just read the end of policing the alex vitale book which is still free i think on verso books and worth reading but that is like the sort of like liberal police reform idea which is that like we need cops to go into like you know uh urban areas to like act as like you know guidance counselors yeah. and it's like nobody wants that <laughs> from a cop like and also cops are not equipped to do it they're not trained to do no. it uh uh it's a great way to like you know actually expose kids and young people to someone who like might get them killed or kill their friend or something uh, like that use them as an informant uh, right. yeah. exactly yeah like you know uh uh this is like you know this thing about how we have like so many cops in schools anyway yeah even the idea that there's a cop out there like striving to connect with kids there probably are cops like that they shouldn't be yeah they shouldn't be cops. <laughs> they shouldn't be well they also they shouldn't be cops and they also if they are a cop they shouldn't be striving to connect with kids you know yeah, what i yeah. mean like you made your choice like yeah <laughs> Make a different one if you want to help yeah, kids. Really. Uh, again, Wire, fantastic show. Watch the show. Love the show. Enjoy the show. Yeah. Admit I what it is. Watch it. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm going. I'm actually going to go through. You know, uh, David Simon's book and just know all the times he glip kind of casually glances over like gross like crimes against humanity like he actually <laughs> mentions the rough ride that killed ru- the rough ride that uh, uh supposedly killed freddie gray like he casually mentions it on like the third page like this wow. is a regular practice that they do oh yeah if somebody mouse off you t- you know you I, I really cannot begin to describe how fucking depraved the david simon book is in yeah. the light of day and if, if you really think the wire is anti-police i implore you read 
David Simon's own words about the wire, where he makes it very clear he is not against, he is not for abolition. He wants to reform the police. Um, and he is against the drug war. Give him uh, props to him. You figure it out. He is against mass incarceration in a certain sense. Give him props for that. But he is not an abolitionist. The wire is not meant to be an abolitionist show. It was co-written, you know, uh, not, co- I don't know if necessarily co-written, but he was, uh, there was consultants that were police officers from the Baltimore, mm-hmm. dirty ass Baltimore PD. And sure, it's based sure. on the dirty ass Baltimore PD. It is still propaganda. Okay. <laughs> now moving. We talked about how Law and Order was kind of sci-fi fantasy of cops, yeah. and then The Wire is, you know, just supposed to be this really realistic portrayal uh, of cops. And then we moved into this completely batshit, bizarre thing that had no reason to be about cops, but was in The Watchmen. <sighs> like, so Watchmen is straight up is propaganda. It is propaganda, but it's so disconnected from like anything to do with the real world it's reform propaganda you know what i mean it's 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 another one of these reform propaganda liberal mind shows uh it's not an abolitionist show it is a show that contends with the history of racism in the police but it's you know you know solution to that is like hire more black women officers yeah and it's not even explicit in the show i i i don't want to give it too much credit for having a co- coherent worldview but that would be your takeaway i think from it if you were trying if you were honestly looking at what it had to say about police because like the sh- main character black female police officer uh other main characters fbi agent uh a good white cop with a fucking like the yeah. most with the most redneck southern drawl you can imagine but he's the most noble person on the show that's according to damon lindelof the writer yeah. of the show looking glass is the moral center of the show the good white cop who the black good cop t- t- in for she willingly told uh, the good white cop uh that the uh chief of police who is now dead had a clan uniform in his closet she didn't go until she didn't go find a black cop to tell she told looking glass because she yeah. knew she could trust him a lot of people got confused by the uh fact that you know judd who was the chief of police was part of this weird conspiracy with these white supremacists and they we're under the impression that that itself was a condemnation of police, but no, he is literally the only. These are all also cops. These are all also cops. Yeah, the thing. all the you other, all I mean? the other, other cops are good, and he's the only racist cop. He's the only yeah. racist. He's the only one yeah. that knows about the conspiracy. There are so many images of this in this show of cops fighting the clan fighting white supremacists off like that's that's all the cops do is fight off white supremacists and then and then save people from the second tulsa massacre that happens at the end of the show like how (laughs) offensive is that like they show they open the show with that you know riveting scene of the tulsa massacre and the last scene is a is images of all the cops you know pulling down their masks and helping people uh during the new tulsa massacre when of course they would be the ones doing, they were the ones who did well, the now, first one. <laughs> funny. Everyone's like that show. It's proved to be so much more prescient than I even thought. And I'm like, I think less, you know yeah. what I mean? Like with them, like pulling down their masks and helping, I'm like, we know now that's not what goes down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if they're not firing like tear gas, also, by the way, the idea that they're like, what if cops wore masks? I'm like, cops were wearing masks before Watchmen. 
and they wear nothing but masks now. Yes, uh, yes. It's not prescient. It's just like observing what's happening outside. You yeah. know what I well, mean? Well, observing it and thinking that the cops would be the ones suppressing the white supremacist rally instead of protecting listen, it, which is happening. I think that there were good writers on Watchmen and people will sometimes push back and be like, these writers were good on Watchmen. I think that there were. And I think that like without those writers, it would have been so much worse. worse. Yeah. <laughs> like Damon made a mess of it. And there were people who made a very valiant effort to make it less of a mess yeah. and make it have meaning. Uh, I think it ultimately is kind of a mess. But like, you know, it's Damon Lindelof's fault and not anybody else. Yeah, it had to be clear, like even uh, like, first of all, there was a, a black writer on the show who was also a cop. Um, Cord Jefferson, who was a great writer, did the best episode. He did the best he could with what was set up. Uh, and we, we went into this on watching Watchmen about how they turned the Nazi into a black guy from the, I, I, very weird, very weird. They, but like so many, all the ideas that we're criticizing are ideas from Damon. The idea that the premise of the show is that white super, like cops are under siege from white supremacists and they have to wear a mask to protect themselves. That's from Damon Lindelof. Like that complete, no, the white supremacists are the cops and you can make a show where you say that you can't you if you make a show right. where you say oh that was kind of the case in you know 1940s new york but not I anymore know. like that's they cop again in there that's protecting yeah. the cops that's co right exactly that's not talking about the reality of the situation that's not prescient that's cowardice that's that's not that's propaganda. Even if it's a prestige show on HBO, the premise the, it is a show about cops fighting wh white supremacists and saving the day from the white supremacists, as well as like the anti-colonial Vietnamese woman who wants to like make POC in charge of the world or something. Her plan was yeah, never really even, you know, fully that, explained. But. The show really, you don't have to get so deep into it. Um, Leslie, what I think we should do, and what I haven't seen people go into yet, and what might it's, it's you know it would take it would take a lot of watching to figure this out, but is Police Academy <laughs> because they're buffoons? They, they are, are buffoonish. Buffoon. They are buffoonish. Uh, like where does it? Where does the Police Academy seven film series uh, stand in the uh, propaganda? First, I will say you know maybe the only show featuring heavily featuring a cop that's not propaganda is star trek deep space nine uh i've been watching yeah. a lot of it and odo straight up says you know i well maybe it's propaganda but for like in the far future where it's a single <laughs> good cop could exist that's what it proposes <laughs> there can be one good cop who is from a you know vastly superior alien race than us uh <laughs> odo he refuses to carry a firearm explicitly says he he refuses to do so says he has no need for it and he'll never wow. carry one and his best friend is the worst criminal on the station so i do like that i do like their friendship a lot <laughs> like like that's the really yeah, maybe like, there is one good cop maybe that's what we need one good cop. one cop who's friends with you know criminals <laughs> All right, folks, that was Struggle Session. Have a good one. See you later. Cross my heart and hope to die. I wish blood on my enemies. For any penance I'm leaving out of this sentence And it's, it's not revenge if it evens out The demon's out I won't pretend I'm not screaming loud at the people now 
I'm off the vodka, how I deal with the security, the purity is how I see abusers flinging moves at me. It takes me back to almost jumping off the ceiling While pumped on all the pills and almost lunging off the building Mama keep telling me to ask the law for forgiveness I want war with these bitches I want corpses and weapons in the morgue I'm the story that Dr. Claudine Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or strugglesession.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.